Good morning, golfers, and welcome to On Par with Anthony Scorcher. Thank you for joining me on this Sunday, April 10th, 2022, Masters Sunday. Looking forward to talking with Fresh Meadow Country Club Superintendent Joe Gardner. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with Fresh Meadow Country Club, it's designed by Charles Allison of Allison & Colt. Um, if you're familiar with Golf Course Architect, the duo um, teamed up to create a number of venerable golf courses around the world. Uh, Fresh Meadow was built in 1921, and its first head professional might be a guy that you know, Gene Saracen, famous uh, legendary golfer, also famous for the shot heard around the world, speaking of the Masters, for his hole out on a second shot at number 15 to win the Masters. Um, also host of the legendary match between Byron Nelson and Sam Snead in the mid-40s. So uh, quite the history at Fresh Meadow Country Club. Looking forward to talking to Superintendent Joe Gardner. You're listening to On Par with Anthony Scorcia. Pete's Golf. Since 1979, Pete's Golf has been practicing the art of club fitting and has been selected as a top 100 club fitter by Golf Digest magazine. At Pete's Golf, we use the best technology available to create an exceptional fitting experience for every customer that walks into our store. Visit Pete'sGolf.com or call 516-248-6891. That's 516-248-6891 and get your next set of clubs fit for you. Golf course superintendents are the unsung heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it, Jack Nicholas agrees. If you love golf like I do, thank a golf course superintendent. A message from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and local superintendents everywhere. Hey everyone, this is Chris Fochel with Mizuno. There's no better feeling than having your clubs perfectly dialed in, and with over 2,000 authorized performance fitting partners nationwide, it couldn't be any easier to get custom fit using Mizuno's revolutionary Shaft Optimizer 3D. Find the right shaft and match it with any of our legendary grain flow forgings or our award-winning hot metal irons featuring high-strength chromoly. Visit MizunoGolf.com to find the nearest authorized fitter in your area, and remember, nothing feels like a Mizuno. In a big country, dreams stay with you Like a lover's voice parts the mountainside All right, and we're back. You're listening to On Par with Anthony Scorcher. Pleased to be joined by the superintendent of Fresh Meadow Country Club, Joe Gardner. Joe, how you doing today? I'm great, Anthony. Thanks for having me on. Oh, yeah, always a pleasure. Uh, longtime friend of the program, um, Fresh Meadow Country Club, uh, wonderful history to that club. I said in my intro, uh, first uh, golf professional, Gene Sarazen, which is kind of funny. Yeah. As I said in my in the intro, is um, uh, speak. You know, we're we're you know it's Sunday morning, Masters morning, uh, and uh, we'll crown a championship. But Gene Sarazen, you know, famous for well, obviously famous for being a legendary golfer, but also for a shot. Heard right. around the world for holding out on the second shot on 15 to win the Masters. So, um, you know, yeah. all kinds of good stuff today. Yeah, lots of really good history with uh, golf professionals at uh, Fresh Meadow, and they, you know, they've taken a lot of pride in that over the years. And uh, you know, t the tradition continues. But uh, yeah, it's it's quite the story with Gene Sarazen. So yeah. we've got interesting stories we've heard over the years uh, from uh, club historians. 
uh, and what's happened uh, with his his legacy as far as a professional golfer. Pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just before we get into the uh, into the nitty gritty, just kind of curious, your thoughts on the Masters and. Um, you know, you've been getting a chance. I know, as you said, spring is sprung, and and um, you're you're busy at this point, getting ready for, to open the golf course or you know prepare for some warmer weather um, and higher traffic. But uh, have you been able to enjoy the Masters at all? And and what are your thoughts? Well, uh, you know, social media and uh, and apps are wonderful because you can check <laughs> in at any time, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Uh, so I, I've been peeking in, checking the leaderboard out. I watched a little bit of it, uh, some of the recaps at night. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a, it's a busy time for us too. You know, golf courses across the island and the metropolitan area are, are, are ramping up for the season. And Masters uh, Week and Masters Weekend kind of earmarks like the start of everybody getting hyped for the season. You know, so sure. memberships getting antsy to get out. The weather starts to get a little nicer. Uh, you know, we're in full swing with uh, preparing the golf course and cleaning it up in the wintertime, finishing projects. And and the Masters is really kind of like that uh, that uh, that sweet tooth addict uh, candy bar <laughs> that uh, just gets, gets everybody even more hyped and ready for the season, which is great. Yeah, right. It's like the uh, it's like the ringing of the bell before the uh, you know yep. before the two fighters come out. Um, yeah, it sure is. <laughs> The the two fighters being uh, you and and the and the membership, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. us and the golfers, right? us and the yeah. golfers, exactly. Um, but I was just kind of curious, you know, one of the things that we that is sort of an annual um, uh, airing of the grievances is sort of like the you know Augusta National and it being sort of a misrepresentation of what golf courses should. Uh, uh, you know, be like on a daily basis, and you know the 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 level of expectation from uh, that people should expect after watching the Masters. Like you said, I mean, people see the Masters, they they tune in and they're they're pumped up, and then they're like, uh, you know, y- you know, we should have that kind of thing. And and I'm not saying you or I'm just saying there's like a sort of general consensus among sure. golfers that uh, that just this should be the um, expectation when they when they walk out on the golf course. Um, you know, do you f- kind of feel like that's still a thing or do, do you feel like uh, we've been doing a, enough of a good job to sort of uh, temper people's expectations? Yes and no. Um, I, I, I think that uh, I think it, I think people understand now that uh, that, that, that the Masters is a, uh, an enigma. Right. So it's right. it's 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 such a unique place. Uh, they gear up for this kickoff tournament every year it's the first major of the year so it's the it's the best show on turf when you when you look at it right Right. um and i think people people now at clubs and um memberships and whatnot are 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 smart enough to know that you know we we can't do that right we we don't do that we can't do that but on the flip side of that is that they, they can they can expect good conditions, right? You know, conditioning this and that. Um, but you know, t- 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 today's world is is so different. You know, between labor and other markets, and you know the the challenges that everybody's facing in the uh, in the work world these days um, pre- present a whole other slate of issues that we have to deal with. But I, I don't. I I feel like we've gotten away from. Well, why can't we be like Augusta National? Um, 
yes, it, it really Americanized uh, the standard of golf uh, across the country with, with their event. Um, but I think people take a little bit of that, understand they can do some of that, and then kind of move on and realize this is the world that we live in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, well, that's good to hear that people are sort of uh, coming to the realization that, uh, like you said, that's their world unto its own, and it's really, um, uh, you know, really not fair to compare. It's it's not even apples and, and oranges. It's apples and, you know, pastrami sandwiches. It's it's just totally right, different right, things. Yeah. So, um, you know, but one of the things that I noticed in watching the, the Masters, and I know they, they like us, are dealing with uh, – couple of days of really really cold weather and windy conditions and i've i've noticed a few more um dare i say blemishes if you want to call it that but there's you know some blue spots on the green some brown spots in the fairways um so even you know a place like augusta national which is supposed to be like sort of the snow globe of professional golf deals with um mother nature just like everybody else Oh, absolutely. I mean, even if even if you look at the trees, uh, the trees, the azaleas, uh, some of the the flowering uh, surrounds and some of the holes this year, it's not quite as bright. Uh, there's mm-hmm. not as many leaves on the trees this this spring. So, I'm not sure what the what the weather has been like down there the last two months, but I think that they've been dealing with some colder, uh, wetter uh, weather, uh, which you know creates a different environment for growing all that stuff and getting it ready. So, but you're right. And, 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 you know, I, it's hard to tell if it's intentional or not, but I mean, uh, you look at the greens, there's a number of greens that are, are definitely have some baked out spots on them where, you know, they, they kind of let them dry down and whatnot. You know, they've also got, uh, internal infrastructure that helps with that, which is sub air. It's a, it's a draining system that helps, you know, remove water, uh, from the profile to dry things down a little bit quicker uh, than normal. Um, but I guess it's, I guess it's, if it's intentional or not, um, it's a, it's more of a reality when you try to, uh, provide those types of conditions, right. At, at, on a, on a daily basis that, you know, that's the kind of stuff you're going to run into. That's what you're going to see. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I mean, it's, it's not, uh, you know, mother nature is undefeated. So, you know, she does what she does <laughs> right. and, and you, only try to uh, to deal with it, you know, as best you can, and and be proactive as much as you can, um, and and then react when you need to. For sure. What um you know some of the things I think people I know <laughs> you know usually when we start the show and it's me you and Woody Lash and he always likes to hit you with the. Uh, with the you know with the aeration schedule and all that stuff, but um, I, I do want to, but I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier, and that was the winter, the winter projects. And I don't know, um, you know, first of all, how would you, um, you know, Tom Kaplan always when he's on the show really does a good job historically of telling us, um, you know, uh, sort of an historical uh, an assessment of the different, you know, the year has gone by. I'm just kind of curious, um, A, you know, what, how would you categorize this past winter and leading into the spring and how that would affect the, the opening of golf courses? And then B, um, has there, w- given what you mentioned earlier as well with the supply chain issues, how much have you spent on, uh, you know, let's say, um, 
equipment maintenance just because you're afraid, you know, you're worried about uh, anything if that anything that breaks and making sure you're able to keep things going, uh, uh, you know, during the season. Right, right. So I'll, I'll start with the, the winter. Um, uh, you know, for I think for most of Long Island, mm-hmm. uh, from what I've heard in the in, in my uh, friend group and through the association, uh, it sounds like everybody was pretty pretty much okay. We did, you know, I think we had a relatively mild winter. Uh, mm-hmm. We had some cold temperatures and a little bit of snow between January and February, but nothing unusual. Um, I think that uh, the month of March seemed relatively normal. Maybe it was a little more wet because we had some rain events over the last six weeks. Um, but I felt like it was a relatively normal winter uh, for us on Long Island. But in the Met area, I've been hearing through the grapevine and some articles and emails and other communications uh, uh, through social media that uh, there was there was quite a bit of uh, winter kill. Some desiccation guys are dealing with. Uh, whether it's greens, tees, fairways, uh, just because they went, you go through the, these extreme temperatures where you get, uh, I think it was probably about a month ago, we had a, a couple really nice warm days where we were uh, mid-60s, low-60s. Things started to kind of uh, pop. Things were melting. Uh, we had a little bit of rain. Things were warming up. So right now uh, the turf is a little little more succulent than it typically would be. Mm-hmm. Um and then all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, we had some cold temperatures at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get you, you get this water uh, and this freezing temperatures that just don't mix and match uh, when you're when you're coming out of the winter because the plant's not strong enough. And some guys got uh, a little a little bit dinged up, and they may have had a little bit of uh, what they call crown hydration or just uh, winter desiccation uh, from the uh, from the extremes in temperatures, moisture, wind. A number of different things so i've heard that uh which is always a, a pain to deal with but guys you know are able to uh recover uh, a little smarter these these days than they did maybe in the past is that uh, when, when, if i if i could just jump in is that is this sort of um in layman's terms is that sort of like almost like a mother nature's false start because you're dealing with when you get those warm temperatures like we had in the beginning of march and that 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 or mid-March, that tease of 70-degree weather, 60-degree weather, and Mother Nature sees that as a signal like, oh, we have to start waking up. Is that, and then they get hit with the cold, is that a little bit of a, a false start, per se? Or yeah, no? for sure. Okay. Ab- yeah, absolutely. I mean, even, even was a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, we had uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the temperatures overnight were in 20s. Right, right. And it was, it was 20, 24, 25 degrees in the mornings when we're coming in and we're looking at each other like, Wow, where did uh, where did spring go? So mm-hmm. it, it's it's definitely a false start, and and coming out of the winter, uh, you've got to be really kind of careful with uh, how things wake up, and that's why guys kind of pump the brakes and say, hey, listen, we're not going to open greens just yet. We're going to keep temporaries out there, or if they have covers out, or um, maybe maybe they 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 top dress with some sand a little heavier in the winter time to give protection. So guys sometimes want to pump the brakes on opening up greens because of these potential issues that you run into. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then just, I guess, comment on your last, uh, last part of the question, Anthony was uh, supply chain and uh, repairs and whatnot. Um, I think guys are, are being extremely cautious about uh, planning and mm-hmm. I think guys are being smarter about planning. Um, 
we dealt with this last year. Um, it's it's even more difficult this year than it was last year. Um, this the simplest things that we take for granted, uh, like a, a bed knife on a on a mower, whether it's a hand mower or a riding triplex. It's it's basically the uh, the piece of steel that rides across the ground stands the grass up so the the reels of the mower can clip the grass. This bed knife is a very important uh, uh, piece of uh, repairs to our mowers, and they're really hard to find. You right. know, I mean, you go out, you know, you call up uh, our vendor vendors and say, hey, listen, I need 15, 20 bed knives. And they're like, before, be like, no problem. Now, here we are. They're telling us it's going to be two month, uh, two month wait. Right. So, you know, something as something as simple as that. Uh, fertilizer prices are going through the roof and very unstable. Back and forth. The fuel cost. The fuel cost has an effect on everything. Mm-hmm. Petroleum based, whether it's fertilizer or petroleum based um, uh, chemistries that we're using. Uh, it, it it's. We haven't seen the end of it, right? So sure. we're, we're definitely going to deal, deal with it this year. Um, it'll be interesting to see where we are uh, in another few months. But I, I even think middle of the year, towards the end of the year, it doesn't look great. And I, I, I think that things happening on the other side of the world in Russia and Ukraine are, are only going to be more impactful down the road, which uh, is not great for us. Yeah, no. Or any. Or any business for that effect. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. It sure expands uh, well beyond the Gulf, the world of golf. But um, you know, but your point is uh, well taken. Um, you mentioned you know winter projects. Um, you know anything of note that you guys were doing um, uh, to 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 continue to make Fresh Meadow one of the leaders uh, on the island in terms of golf course. Uh, you know the conditions and and the property in general. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot that uh, we were yeah, we were we were working all winter long on a a relatively big project here at the property, which is uh, we're in improving our tee boxes. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're adding a little bit of length, but we're also adding uh, more variety uh, across the board from uh, length to to shortness. You know, we're trying to. Uh, I guess uh, appeal to uh, more golfers uh, as people get older. We want to make sure that uh, we we have forward tees and and various yardages. Guys still have fun, come out and play and have a good variety. Uh, Our lady members and lady players, we want to keep them happy. And the junior golfers, the beginner golfers, you know, it's not always about, um, you know, hey, how long can you make your golf course? It's it's also – being smart enough to understand that, you know, we have to cater to, to all members and all levels and we're a country club, you know, and it's, it's, it's a place for people to come and play golf and have a good time. It's not always about like, you know, Hey, I want to, I want to shoot par. I want to shoot, you know, shoot under par this or that. It, it's, it's more about like, let's create a great fun golfing experience. So uh, part, part of that in our eyes is, um, you know, creating, and rebuilding some of our tee boxes and creating uh, more variety for our members to enjoy. So we've done that with four four complexes. So we're rebuilding uh, four complexes, uh, adding some length, adding some, or moving some things up, um, improving the infrastructure, which is irrigation and drainage and cart pass along the way. 
Uh, and then we, we took on a, a small project of uh, building a brand new practice facility. Um, they've never, Fresh Meadow has never had a grass practice facility. So uh, we, we embarked on a, a practice facility, short game area. Uh, it's about a four acre piece of property that we had uh, kind of sitting stagnant. Uh, you know, so it was kind of a, a wooded and old area that they used for uh, dumping of leaves and, uh, you know, raw materials that you would have on the golf course, sod, mm-hmm. sand, this and that. Uh, so we, 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 we did some land clearing, and um, we've, we've had a plan in place for this for about 10 years. Uh, and the club finally decided that, you know, it was being called for by the membership. Um, and really, you know, people don't have time like they used to or they don't take time um where they come out and play for four or five six hours you know and spend spend that much time at the club so Mm -hmm. it's so transient now where you know guys coming from new york city want to come out you know maybe i'll maybe i'll play nine holes in practice or or hey i just want to go out and practice right and we didn't have that we didn't have that facility Mm -hmm. uh to really offer that so we knew it was an important piece of the puzzle going forward about you know making the club a little bit more sustainable as far as uh, our amenities, so we're building a 35,000 square foot uh, grass practice tee and a 30,000 square foot uh, short game area where you can go out and spend you know an hour two hours on working on your game. Uh, so that that's a big undertaking and it's it's all brand new to the property, so it's all being built from scratch, if you will. Mm-hmm. And we're and we're working with uh, McDonald and Sons out of Maryland. Uh, your friend Mike Talili, you know, yep. who Mike, 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 and his team are uh, building that facility for us. And we're probably as what well, today's the tenth of uh, April, mm-hmm. I think. Yes, yeah, the tenth yep. of April, and we're probably about seventy-five percent done with uh, the practice facility. So we anticipate by the end of May we'll have everything built. And then uh, hopefully a couple weeks after that, we'll be able to open it up. So my goal would be to uh, have it that second week of, of June, have everything opened up and ready to go. So we're excited about it. What do you? What are your plans for the where the existing range was? What do you do with that part? And then, um, and where is the new facility in relation to the clubhouse? So, <clears throat> good. That's a good question. So we. So our our old practice area mm-hmm. and so we had a very very small uh chipping area with a bunker uh we turned that area into a new putting green so it's a 6500 square foot putting green so now we'll have two practice putting greens and then the the old area where uh you would go and warm up mm-hmm. uh, what we would call our, call our driving range was a was a double decker artificial mats only uh, hitting area. So we're mm-hmm. going to keep that as a warm-up range. So let's say you come on a Saturday morning, you want to go and hit, you know, a uh, couple dozen balls. You go over there, you hit, you know, you hit a few balls, you warm up and then you you tee it up and you you play 18 holes and you go from there. So gotcha. we'll still keep we'll still keep that and that'll be used for outings and other functions. You know, if it's too wet to to, to have the uh, the grass facility open, we'll close the grass facility and we have the 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 uh, artificial range so you can go and uh, still practice so mm-hmm. uh, it'll still it'll still be very useful um, and so the new facility Anthony is going to be 
to the left-hand side of the 16th fairway. So the 16th fairway uh, plays from north to south, mm -hmm. and on the left-hand side of uh, 16, you had a, uh, a wooded area. So we're clearing that area, mm -hmm. and we added a, uh, a road, just a, a road that's going to cross right over the fairway on 16 in between the player's second and third shot mm -hmm. and uh you'll be able to traverse from the clubhouse staging area uh over to 16 to the practice facility yeah that's and that's relatively close so it won't be that much of a uh, you know a, of a of a trip to get over there no it shouldn't be it won't be it, it's it's not uh anything more unusual than what they used to do mm -hmm. uh, as far as members traveling to the practice facility right uh, but yeah so they're they're going to be crossing over uh, 17 tees and 16 fairway mm -hmm. but it's going to be something that i think everybody will be able to get used to with uh, minimal safety concerns sure sure i mean listen a lot of a lot of great golf courses in the world have uh, roads that go through them so that's not anything uh anything new um I, i'm just kind of curious one of the things that i love about fresh meadow is the routing of the golf course and and when i say routing not necessarily just of the um the cadence of the holes whether it's you know the sequence of holes but the right. um but the 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 different experiences you get in the different aspects of the or different parts of the property so you have some some open uh, areas where you can see some layers from holes to holes, but you also have some intimate uh, parts of the golf course, like back in the corner, um, sure. you know, the downhill par three, then the sort of downhill to the uphill par four, uh, you know, like that area of the golf course. A really, um, uh, really intimate part of the golf course. Do you do you feel the same about the property? And if so, do you have a particular uh, favorite part of that property? I do. Um, I, I definitely feel the same about it because it's really, it's really, it's vastly different from front nine to back nine. Right, um, right. It, and it's it's such an unassuming piece of property when you uh, travel to Fresh Meadow and you you pull in off of Lakeville Road. Yep. And you get into the property and you're like, wow, look at the elevation. The, the elevation uh, of the property is way different than um, I think anybody would expect. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I happen to I happen to like the front nine a little bit better than the back nine because uh, uh -huh. I'm just really not that great at hitting uphill shots. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, I, I I just like the openness of the front. So yes. I think hole, holes one, two, three, four, and five, you kind of had this open feel where you can kind of uh, see and feel all those holes kind of together. Um, and I like I like the, you know, the fact that you're able to see the features. The features mm -hmm. are big and and they fit the property because the property's pretty good size. We're about 165 acres, so it's a it's a good good sized piece of property. Yeah, I I do, and I but I think and I think I appreciate the the intimacy aspects of the property because you get the experience of the openness on the front side of the property. Um, not that I'm a um, it, you know, not that I wouldn't enjoy, uh, uh, you know, an 18-hole open course. I mean, I love Lynx Golf, right? So um, there's nothing wrong with that. But I do, I think intimacy on a property is a little underrated. I think there's always, like, a little place for, like, a little nook, a little turn, a little three-hole spot where golf courses, where people can sort of um, feel like they've got, like, a little place of the world to themselves. 
Yeah, there's, there's no doubt about that. And I think when you make the turn here uh, to 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, yep. that's kind of where you feel it. Yeah, um, 100%. You, 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 you leave the top of the, 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 the property and you kind of head to the back of the property. It's about 180 feet of elevation change, which is pretty unique. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. It is. Um, and that was well said. It is a very unassuming property uh, when you come in and you don't realize uh, the, really the, the, the elevation change. But it's a it's a wonderful property and it's a and, it, and it's a fantastic golf course. And you guys have done such a great job with it over the years and, and in your hands. Um, uh, it's always a pleasure to, to be able to set foot on that property. So um, I look forward to seeing the changes uh, in the coming uh, months. Yeah, I think I think everybody will really appreciate the, the changes and see the vision. So it'll be exciting. Well, Joe, thank you so much for for joining the program and opening up the uh, uh, the eleventh year of On Par and uh, and two thousand twenty two couldn't couldn't have done it with a better person. So we really appreciate you coming on the program and taking the time. Anthony, I appreciate it. I look forward to the golf season. I look forward to seeing you. And once again, the Long Island Golf Course Superintendents Association looks forward to partnering with you and uh, continuing our relationship. Absolutely. Um, all right, folks, that's it for this week. We, we uh, As always, a pleasure to have Joe Gardner on, superintendent of Fresh Meadow Country Club. That's all we have for tonight, uh, today, folks. So enjoy the, uh, the Masters and We'll be back next week. You're listening to On Par with Anthony Scorcia.